DW the 77 percent It's the third week of the year 2021. Hello and a warm welcome to another edition of The 77%, a show that gives you the chance to be part of the debate that's shaping the African continent. I'm your host Eunice Wenjiro here in Bonn, Germany, and it's great to have you on board. On today's program, we will be looking at freedom of speech on social media platforms. Well, social media has indeed changed the way we communicate and people have had the opportunity to express themselves freely on various of these platforms. But this freedom can also be abused. Social media has really helped for us to freely talk, free your mind to say whatever you want to say. A lot of people take advantage of that. With that, they do all sorts of things, insults, kind of pull and push with some people. or It's really bad. And what implications are there for the uncivil users? We'll be hearing from Ghana and Uganda. You can also be part of the debate by visiting our Facebook page, DW Africa. Make sure to leave us your comments there. Now let's go straight to Ghana, where DW's Isaac Kaleji is ready with the debate. Isaac, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Eunice. And this is the 77% debate coming to you from Accra, Ghana. My name is Isaac Kanleji, and for this conversation, I have three persons. Kent Mensah is a journalist who uses social media very well. He's always on social media expressing his views and his thoughts about happenings in Ghana and Africa. I also have Fred Jakbata, who is not so much uh, into expressing his views on social media, but goes there often to also read things that happen on social media uh, because he finds it's very useful for him. He works in the private sector. And also, Nana Echa is someone who is also a social media user. And she is always on social media, reading stuff, expressing her thoughts. She is an administrative executive. Let me first start with you, Kent. Just share with me how important you think social media has been towards people having the freedom to express themselves. Well, um, first of all, from a journalistic point of view, I think that um, social media has taken the pace from mainstream media. I think that social media has become very, very important because it has also empowered what I may call citizen journalism because a lot of people go to social media to share their views and also document all sorts of information that they have. So it's a pool of information and also a pool of, um, for what of a better word, rubbish. Nanaicha, just tell me, how important do you think social media has been for people like you to speak out freely? Social media has really helped for us to freely talk, free your mind to say whatever you want to say. Because if someone is suppressing you not to talk, sometimes when it's within you and and you are not talking, the day that you get a chance to talk or voice out, you may say certain things that are not needed to say, or maybe you may go beyond the limits that you have to. And Fred, just come in for me. So, for example, for you per se... What do you use the social media for in terms of speaking out? Do you use it to speak out about issues affecting you? Just share with us 
I hardly use it to express myself. I'm the reserve type, so I hardly, but it helps me a lot. Every now and then, I'm on it, checking the pages of prominent people, what they are saying, what this person is saying. And I get that a lot from people, but for myself, I've made a personal decision that social media is not my thing. I'm not going to put out my views and expression because it's, it's, it's something that I've, a personal decision that I've taken. The simple reason is that I have made a personal decision not to, I mean, air my views and opinions on social media. That's it. But is it that you are afraid of something? You're afraid people will attack you or you're afraid that you'll be taken on? I'm not afraid of it, but I just believe I could express my, the other means that I can use personally to express my views and opinions, but not on social media. It's a personal decision. I don't know, Kent, what, what you make of his thoughts, that even though he has strong views and opinions, he doesn't want to express them on social media. Do you think perhaps he doesn't want to accept the fact that maybe he just don't want to attract some uncivil comments that will come towards him for expressing those thoughts? Well, um, I can um, understand Fred and then um, associate with him because um, I think that uh, in this part of the world, there are a lot of attack dogs, especially from the both opposition party and then um, ruling governing party. So anything you put out there, they knowing that you are a journalist, they sort of read political meanings into it, even if you are just expressing your personal opinion. So you put out something personal, your personal view, and then everybody tends to read political meanings into it. So I understand um, Fred, and then I've had a lot of friends also staying away from putting out their personal views. But I really don't care about what people think about uh, me. I've taken the position that uh, irrespective of whatever I put out there, I stand by it and then that represents my thinking and my thought. So when I put it out there and then I think that you more or less like want to take a stand and insult me, I'm going to block you outright. So I don't think that people should be really worried about putting their personal thoughts. Let's pause there for a while and see what you have been saying on our Facebook page, DW Africa. Maweje Tewelija says, Well, as some people abuse free speech, to a greater extent, social media has given us a platform for speaking and being heard. For example, Ugandan elections are in the limelight just because of social media. And Joy MNN says, It's a double-edged sword. Free speech can become dangerous speech. In the years to come, there's got to be some limits, otherwise a lot of damage will be done. Thank you for your comments there. Make sure you head to our Facebook page, DW Africa, and leave us your comments. Isaac, back to you. You are still listening to the 77% debate. Today's topic is social media and free speech, the importance of social media for free speech and the implications when people abuse that freedom. My name is Isaac Kanleji and this debate is coming to you live from Accra, Ghana. So for social media users, uh, basically the concern now I can get from your submission is that you think it's cool, it's an important element in human development where people can express concerns about what is happening with their governments, with themselves, their society. But you have concern about how uncivil it has become in recent years. Why do you think people are fond of being uncivil to each other on social media? Maybe let me start with Fred. I believe some of them um, say that's the easiest platform or medium to use to do such things. And it's obviously because when you go 
in front of someone and express that kind of views. I mean, you might land yourself in trouble, but I mean, on your wall, you easily, at your comfort of your home, wherever you are, you easily type. And I mean, it doesn't take any confrontation between you personally or because you are not there physically with the person. So people see it as the easiest way out to, I mean, express such views. That's my opinion. When you are giving kind of space, to voice out certain things or maybe advise people. A lot of people take advantage of that. With that, they do all sorts of things, insults, kind of pull and push with some people. Or It's really bad. When we are given that freedom of speech to say what we want to say, it shouldn't be a situation that you think you have the social media or maybe you have access to internet so you can just sit down, say what you like, insult people. It's not good. When you are talking, you need to give the people some kind of standard whereby at least the information you are passing out will make some sense to them and not make it look like you are trying to overrule them or insult them or that kind of thing. It's really not good. Okay, so what do you think? Social media has created um, a very easy platform for us everywhere I go. For instance, I'm driving and I see a portal and I'm really worried about it. I can just choose to probably call out my MP or the um, local officials and tell them that, hey, what the hell is this? I'm paying um, tolls and other stuff. So it is quite easier than probably driving to a media house or writing a letter to the editor in those days, which is a long process. So I think that, yes, social media is good, but at the end of the day, I come back to what I keep saying that let's be civil because it is a good platform for you to address your concerns but don't ever step on toes. So how do we get people in line? How do we ensure that people are civil? Especially because in this part of the world where governments can take people on, people can even sue others, people defame others on social media. How can this be done? You think there's a need for regulation? My own point of view, I believe um, the creators of this media platforms can come out with ways. I know there are already some mechanisms. Like, for instance, you cannot post certain pictures on your wall. It's against the rules. So much the same way they can come out with certain mechanisms that can regulate certain aspects, certain words, certain pictures. It might not solve the problem entirely, but we have to start from somewhere. So will you support uh, government regulating social media in Ghana? A bit of restriction wouldn't be bad. A bit of restriction because it can control how people should say something. But then it shouldn't be as in you're trying to press them or limit them to something. But for them to know that, okay, maybe if I say this or do that, it's not really helpful. But then I can voice out whatever I want to say. Well, um, I think that there's a reason why it is called social media. Let's socialize. This is a space that, um, I mean, I can, I should be allowed to post whatever picture I want to put as far as it's decent. I should be allowed to say whatever I want to say as far as it's decent. Or uh, Sometimes, you know, we don't need to be so rigid. We need to be flexible. So I don't think regulation comes in line in the first place. When I talk about regulation, I'm talking about probably government agencies and then being so strict about it and saying that if you post this, we are going to carry you on. Of course, if you go beyond it and then you insult a president, even with that, I think that it would, it's to a certain extent. So maybe, maybe, maybe I come back to what I keep saying that it is about self-regulation and self-censorship. You should know what you want to put out there. 
at the end of the day, whatever you put out there, remember, it is representing you. Whatever you put there today will follow you years to come. So it is up to you. I mean, I don't support regulation. Regulate yourself and we don't need Facebook to come and be regulating us. Maybe they should find, like Fred is saying, maybe they should find a way of um, probably intensifying their checks. That is, if I find something inappropriate on probably Fred's wall, I can report him to um, Facebook that, look, whatever Fred is posting is inappropriate. So can you probably block him for some time so that we whip him in, in, in line some other time? So there's what we call the Facebook jail, right? You jail him for some two weeks and then he comes back just to teach him a lesson. Facebook jail, huh? I like that. What do you think? Let us know by sending us your comments on our Facebook page, DW Africa. Now, let's do a little detour and head to Uganda, where Facebook shut down government-linked accounts, saying that the country's information ministry used fake accounts to target public debate ahead of the elections. Frank Higa in Kampala met some of the youth who had this to say. If you look at over the 2 million subscribers in Uganda who are on Facebook, and Facebook blocked only 12, but the fact that no one striked these specific people on Facebook, that they are violating the rights, it, it is a little bit disturbing. Yet, we have a lot of people who are spreading harmful propaganda, and their accounts up to now are still operating. The view I had about Facebook shutting down those accounts of government officials was that Facebook has standards it has set out that you cannot have hate speech. You see, if you are a rights holder, even if you have rights, you have to enjoy those rights within a certain environment. And that environment requires that you respect other people's rights. So Facebook was saying, if it is hate speech, we cut you off. It doesn't matter whether you're government or not government. Shutting down those accounts helped to calm down the pressures of online fighting. If the blockage of uh, social media sites and majorly Facebook and their counterparts was done in line with uh, maintaining peace and seeing to it that uh, no negativity and anxiety of the sort comes amongst the publics during this election period, then that was a perfect kind of uh, a decision. Because surely speaking, social media had done a lot of harm than good, and more so the Facebook, WhatsApp and the likes as compared to the goodness there would be the time before elections, the campaign time, uh, the time of the elections, and this particular time. Facebook is an international social media platform, and they definitely do have so many people that use their platforms. And in consideration of that, I'm pretty sure that they also do as much as possible to ensure that they abide by the laws that regulate communication. So in their capacity, they sat down. It was not out of the blue like African leadership where you just make orders and things happen. There was a consideration upon which it was decided that these accounts can be closed for a certain period of time in management of inciting violence and whatever other reasoning that they gave. That being said, it doesn't take away the freedom of speech because freedom of speech is with your mouth. If it's not with your pen and paper, if it's not with your typing, you can use your mouth. Is Facebook the only option upon which you can voice your opinion or your thoughts about whatever it is those particular people were doing so? No, it's not. I think actually Facebook has the right to shut down and close out anyone that they think violates their policies. But the problem then comes in when they have to censor everyone that they think is not authentic with what they say. How do they even predetermine that? How do they even prejudge that? Just because I'm against someone doesn't mean my view is wrong. Let whoever is watching or reading be the judge.
it actually even becomes very dangerous because now they have so much power. The 77% join the debate. You are still listening to the 77% radio show and we are still talking about freedom of speech on social media platforms and what happens if this freedom is taken advantage of. Make sure to join the conversation on our page DW Africa. And now back to Isaac Kaleji in Accra, Ghana. Finally, just your last comment. So at the end, I have to wrap up this conversation. You're saying that people must be allowed to speak. But those who have been allowed to speak also must be responsible for the things they say. Exactly. So there's a saying that the way you dress is how you'll be addressed. So if I come on your wall on your social media, be it Facebook or Twitter, and I see that your comment or your posts are full of uh, probably intemperate languages or indecent language, automatically you are telling me that this is the kind of person you are, so that's how I should address you. But I'm saying that we should not dare attempt to regulate social media. Other than that, the beauty of what we see on social media, just to go have fun and then make sure that we release stress, will be taken away. And then where else are we going to have that fun? We want to read a kind of um, gossip news, gossip post, and then have fun about it. But people, at the end of the day, should have it at the back of their mind that you need to be measured. Some kind of limit should be put down because in this current era, anybody can sit on social media and just start talking anyhow without even valuing what then like what is coming out, whether it to be good or how it will affect the next person. Forgetting that in this era, there are kids that go online a lot and they pick one or two things, especially what we say. They pick them and they start to repeat the same thing, not really looking at what it means, but then they go and say it somewhere and then it will turn to something else. So you should also look at the aspect that people are looking up to what you are saying. People are listening to what you are saying. So you shouldn't just use that freedom to react anyhow. No, you should know your limits. Yes, I also believe that um, we need to be measured in our utterances. But um, it's also a very difficult thing when it comes to what is right and what is not right, because what may be right to me may be wrong to him. So that is where the challenge comes. But all the same, just ask yourself, if I were to be in the position of the at the receiving end, how would I feel like? Maybe we can start using those to measure and say, okay, if I feel it's not good, then I, I shouldn't go ahead and do it to someone. That will be all for this debate. I want to thank all of you, my panel members, for your contribution to this topic, Kent Mensa, Fred Jakpata, and Anaycha. Um, we have been speaking and debating the issue of free speech on social media, the importance of social media to people speaking freely, and the implications when they go overboard and become uncivil. My name is Isaac Kalaji. I want to hand you over back to Eunice in the studios in Bonn, Germany. Thank you so much, Isaac, together with your lovely guests. We've come to the end of yet another exciting show. On behalf of the entire team, I'm Eunice Onjiro, and thank you for listening and for your comments. Join us again next week, same time, same place. It's bye for now.
Jerusalem, the Kaya Lamy, the Londo Lose, 